Scott Harold is known for his interviews. Well, you're asking great questions. I think you're in the right career path, my friend. <laughs> I really do. Scott Harold's SOS Radio podcast starts now. Stephen Chandler is the senior pastor of Union Church in Maryland. is one of America's fastest churches. We're talking about purpose today at SOS Radio. We're talking about stop waiting for permission. Stephen, we're playing all of this Christmas music, and so many of these carols, they speak to purpose, don't they? They absolutely do. I think that is the essence of Jesus coming to earth as a baby was to put purpose in humanity, that we're not just living to make the most of 90, 100 years on earth, but there's an eternity that we're living for. So I I love this season. I love Christmas. It's funny because the whole idea of Emmanuel, God with us, is an interesting purpose, right? It's like he's fully God, he's fully man, and how does that apply to my life today, 2,000 years ago? It's wild, and it's kind of a little bit of what the book is about, but God has given every single person a unique purpose to fulfill here on earth. And if it's not like some crazy trick, he always makes sure that our purpose is impossible for us to accomplish without him. So the whole idea of Emmanuel, God with us, is if God is not with you, purpose will always be outside of your reach. We're talking about harnessing your gifts and finding your purpose and, frankly, unleashing your personal genius. And we're talking with Stephen Chandler today at SWIS Radio. He's a pastor at Union Church in Maryland. You know, you write a lot about refusing to let our disadvantages in life define us. Yeah, the reality is that life is difficult. Life is painful. There's nobody on earth who was born into a perfect situation. We all have setback. And it is possible to be so consumed and focused on our setback, not to realize that God knew about that before he had a plan and a purpose for you, a, a great future for you. You think about what he said to Moses, what's in your hand? All Moses thought he had was a stick. God saw a tool for deliverance. If we would focus not on what we don't have, but on what we do have, we'll realize we have everything we need to maximize all that God's given us. Yeah, I know. And then Moses is asking all these questions, and what does God say? Like, can I not do this? Can I not do these things? (laughs) (laughs) I think a lot of times our little finite view of God limits our understanding of him, and it affects our understanding of purpose, too. It's amazing. We just saw a a crazy miracle in our church. And somebody asked me that, did you doubt God? Did you think that God couldn't do it? And I said, not for a second did I doubt God. Now, doubting Stephen? Of course. I didn't think I had what it took to steward a moment like that. And I think whenever we're looking at accomplishing great things, building a great marriage, finance, ministry, whatever it is, we spend too much time focusing on our own ability and not focusing on God's involvement in the situation. It's interesting when we're looking at our life, we're looking at our circumstances, and we're complaining about everything, we find that it steals our joy. And a lot of times when we're trying to find our purpose, it requires unleashing our personal genius. God's wired us up with special giftings and talents, and I think sometimes we sell ourselves short in the fact that we're created as children of the one true king. We were created in his image. We were created in his image, and he is a great, God. And if we truly are made in the image of a great God, that means there is greatness on the inside of each and every one of us. I've spent too much of my life wishing I had gifts and talents that somebody else possessed instead of developing the gifts and talents that God has already placed 
inside of me. And the truth is, God put everything in you that you need to accomplish the great purpose that he has for you. But it takes development. It takes searching. It takes going on a journey to discover what he has placed inside of us. Now, Stephen, what does personal genius mean to you? I'll call it your industry advantage. It's that thing that when you do it and you put the same effort as somebody else, you get exponentially better results. For example, someone's personal genius may be connecting with people. You walk up to a stranger and have a conversation with them and, you know, you get what you need done, you go on about your business. A person who that is their genius is connecting with people. They will walk up to a stranger and it will be a divine moment. They'll be best friends for life. They'll release that person into a greater place of effectiveness or impact that person's life in a great way. Same encounter, same effort, different results. And we've got to figure out the areas in our lives where we get the maximum results with the minimum effort. I'm not trying to say be lazy and don't do a lot of work, but when you get maximum results with minimum effort, what happens when you put all your effort into it, your results are exponential. You know, it's funny how we start to identify with a lot of the things that hold us back more than we identify with our true purpose. And we're talking with Stephen Chandler today at SWS Radio. He leads one of America's fastest growing churches and actually just wrote a new book called Stop Waiting for Permission. But pride comes in a lot of forms, right? Like it can definitely feel bad for us. It's also interesting that there's forms of drive that we sometimes mistake as pride when you're doing a good job at something, when there's things to motivate you. I mean, what have you noticed about like discerning pride versus actually riding the momentum of good things that are happening and being proud of the work ethic and proud of the movements of God and proud of the way that things come out? We've always ascribed pride to a personality. We think pride is someone who's braggadocious, someone who's very, you know, focusing on themselves and talking about all their accolades and all that other good stuff. But pride is not a personality. Pride is a state of the heart. And pride is an over-obsession with self. So I can be walking in humility and talking about all that's accomplished in my life, but I'm not ascribing the credit to myself But I'm saying, wow, look what God has done. Look what the amazing team around me has done. Look how this opportunity came to pass. And some of us, because we don't want to be prideful, we don't actually celebrate what's going on in our lives. And what we're doing is we're robbing ourselves. We're robbing God of the glory. And we may even be able to be robbing our team around us from feeling the satisfaction of seeing God use them in a great way. So when we know that God created us for greatness, a lot of times we try to flesh that out. And you write about the four wheels of success. Can you talk a little bit about that? Here's the thing. We look at other people's amazing accomplishments and we're like, man, I want to see that come to pass in my life like now. And the reality is there is no such thing as an overnight success. I say it this way. Every overnight success is 10 years in the making. And all success is built on a foundation. And so I have just kind of like the four wheels and the four pillars of the foundation for success. The first is vision. Vision is not just, I hope the future looks like this. Vision is, here is where I am going. And this is my first step, my second step, my third step, and my fourth step. 
If you don't have steps towards where you want to be great in, you shouldn't expect to see greatness in the air, whether it's parenting, marriage, finances, or whatever else it may be. The second thing is faithfulness. We've got to understand that sometimes you've got to put some time in before you're going to see great results. So I've got to know, hey, this isn't going to be great in the first 18 months. I've got to stick to it a little bit longer than that. Third is self-discipline. Self-discipline requires systems. I'm not just making it up as I go along. I'm not just hoping things are going to work out, but I've got this process that I'm applying and that as I apply it over and over and over again with consistency, I am actually going to see the result that it produces. If you ever look at somebody who's accomplished something great, you are going to realize that it's not luck, it's not happenstance, but they actually have a system that they are operating with over and over and over again. Then the final thing is I've got to set for myself balance. We always kind of lean into the areas where we're the most successful in, where we're seeing the greatest result. But if I am not balanced in my approach to every area of my life, the areas that I neglect will undermine my success in the area that I'm focusing on. We're talking about how God's created you for greatness, and you want to lean into that, but sometimes it takes work, and sometimes it takes surrender. We're talking with Stephen Chandler today at SWS Radio. Stephen, how do we start to even grow our self-discipline? I think one thing is to set, I call them this, short but attainable goals. So, for example, if you are, January's coming, time to get in the gym, time to get bright and all that other good stuff. And oftentimes we set these goals of, man, I want to lose 40 pounds or, or I want to you know, drop my calorie intake to this or whatever it may be. And if we would be honest, we're setting goals that's going to take us six to eight months to accomplish. And what we really should do is, man, here's my goal for this week. I want to make sure that I drink this much water and that I walk this many miles this week. And then I'm going to set another short goal next week. And if I can focus on just fulfilling short goals, I'll look up and I'll see I've had a month, two months, three months of discipline action in my life. And then that discipline will become a lifestyle. One of the biggest issues that people have is setting goals that are too big. And because they're too big, it's easy to get discouraged and to give up on it. We're celebrating the birth of the Savior this time of year on Us Radio. We're talking a lot about Christmas and Advent. We're actually talking with Stephen Chandler. He's a pastor in Maryland. He's one of America's fastest-growing churches. But, you know, we're playing a lot of Christmas carols right now on Us Radio. And there's songs about uniting friends and family and all the fun parts of drinking eggnog and fruitcake. Okay, I'm just kidding on the last one. But <laughs> for people out there that have <laughs> lost a loved one this year are just feeling really isolated alone. And when they hear a song about good news and great joy, they go, I'm not feeling that. I almost want to push back on that. I mean, what encouragement would you have for those who just want to keep showing up, but they're feeling like this Christmas is really tough? Man, that hits me so personally. I lost my mom to cancer in 2013, and I've never had a holiday the same. And and there's something about holiday season where you just miss your loved ones on another level. My sister 
tries to make mom's sweet potato casserole and it just doesn't taste the same. And I'll tell you what I do in this season. I lean into the comfort that only comes in Christ. While my mom passing away was the most difficult experience I've ever experienced in my life, it is the experience that brought me closer to God than any other experience in my life. Because in my sorrow, I knew him to be a comforter in peace and strength to continue on in hope and in purpose. So my advice to that person who's missing a loved one or just this year didn't go the way you wanted it to go, don't avoid your disappointment. Lean into that disappointment with the presence of God and watch him bring peace and comfort in a way that you didn't even know he could. So good. Well, we're talking with Stephen Chandler today at SWS Radio and his new book. It's called Stop Waiting for Permission. Hey, thank you so much for checking in with us today. Oh, thanks so much for having me. You're clear to go. Thanks for downloading the SOS Radio podcast. If you enjoy the discussion, give it a five-star rating in your app store. The way the technology works, your ratings really help spread the word.